Hey, Ken, what's the thing that you look for in a date partner? Uh, just good communication, I suppose. Why? What are you looking for? Good communication, funny, but only with really good jokes, intelligent, attractive, a good height, but not too tall. Otherwise I'll strain my neck and not too short. Otherwise I have to look down. Wants to go traveling to the places that I like, loves puns, respectful, likes nights out, but likes nights in. Risk taker, go getter, loves animals. And you know, they should just be an all round good guy. Like that's not too hard to find these days, right, Ken? Uh, do you just want like an extra three-quarter skim latte that's super hot with that? Yes, please. Actually, I'm yes, I'm having a bit of a daydream right now, so wake me up, please. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What now? What now? Welcome back to our channel. So excited to have you guys back again listening with us. Today, we are actually talking about the world of modern day dating and why we personally think dating should be educated. Indeed. Our channel, What Now?, is about the problems and issues that school never prepared us for. And for this particular episode, instead of just talking across to people who are roughly our age in our 20s, we've decided to expand this out to a lot of people across different ages because we believe that there are some common things that affect all of us in this world of dating. And we apologize for the two-week break, but we all ha- we had to do some um, we had to do some research with our dates. And we, we wanted to just give a <laughs> shout out and thanks to all the source material out there for being such good sports about this. It was, um, it was a marvelous experience. Thank you so much. So we have a lot of different tools at the tips of our fingers today that our ancestors did not have access to. You know, we've got apps for men, women, gay dating, businessmen, people who want to cheat on their partners, people with beard fetishes. There's probably things out there for bloody dinosaurs. There's clown dating. There's ghost singles. There's one to bears. <laughs> Do you know what I saw the other day too? Not that I'm gluten-free, but there is one for gluten-free singles out there. Anyone looking and on the, on the line listening in, uh, if you're, you know, intolerant to gluten, there you go. I'm afraid you won't match with me because I like gluten. So that's a, <laughs> that's a no-go, I'm afraid. <laughs> but yeah, and on today's episode, typically we talk a little bit about the topic in advance, but because we are short on time and have lots to talk about, we're going to get straight into it. So I've invited two of my friends who I've known for a while, Ronald and Tracy to talk about their respective experiences dating because we want to bring together today a very broad perspective on this topic and we feel like having a four-way conversation is the way to go about that. And without further ado, let's introduce these guys straight away. So just quickly to introduce everyone, we have Ronald and we have Tracy. Hello, everybody. Hi, guys. So, Ronald, would you like to quickly explain who and what you are? Who and what I am. I'm from the Netherlands. I'm uh, 27 years old. I am traveling with my girlfriend um, for a while now. We did four months in South America, and then we arrived after uh, Christmas on Fiji here in Sydney. One day before New Year's Eve, we are having a great time here at the moment. Um, Both we have really nice jobs with the best of colleagues, like yourself, Ken. So, um, yeah, that's me. Thank you for feeding my ego. Trey Trey, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with Ken um, in Sydney, lived and worked in Sydney for about three to four years. Briefly met Ken on my probably like my second, third year of Sydney and I moved to Melbourne. Not because of me. 
No. Um, I know that this podcast is about dating, but I don't really date at all. And I had like only one relationship on and off for like about a year and a half to two years. And, and that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. That's where we've got a round table of discussions from everyone today, which is great. If you've heard anything or you've experienced anything, I think at the very least, your contribution will be really valuable. And Ken, do you want to just tell a little bit about yourself to our even new listeners that are tuning in just for this specific dating episode? About who I am and what I do? Sure. Yeah. I date quite prolifically. For the purposes of this episode, I've wanted to talk about this topic for quite some time because I feel that a lot of people are missing out of a good opportunity. And it's something that people should really learn more about in order to experience the most out of life. So yes, that's me in a nutshell. Amazing. Yeah, I, I'm originally from Australia, but I've been living in Spain since last year. Very big traveler and adventurer and not committed to living in the one place just yet. I think that a lot of people, especially with dating, you know, we learn a lot from different experiences and different people, different nationalities. And I think that dating should be educated. And it's something that I think the four of us, I'm sure will have a lot to talk about. A lot of our listeners who are listening right now will really resonate with some of the stuff that we will be discussing too. And now for a bit of spontaneous fun, for a one time only on this channel, we are going to be talking about the things that we hate and love about dating, accompanied to the soundtrack of Thomas the Tank Engine. So to begin with this shallow yet necessary part of today's episode, what are the things that we hate about dating? Arrogance. One way conversations. Catfishing. Neediness. Shit communication. Shy people. Oversharing because I'm guilty of it. <laughs> Body odor. Emotional unavailability. Stupidity. Bad breath. Not funny, like just boring. STIs. <laughs> How do you know about the first date? <laughs> it's quite possible. <laughs> yes, oh, it herpes, is possible. Herpes, you can tell. <laughs> Very good, very good. I think that's I think that's a coverage of everything we don't like about um, dating. Uh, what about things that we like about dating? Getting the butterflies. Good communication. Teasing. Flirting. Being able to pick out somebody's brains. Curiosity. Deep conversation. Burning something other than a pillow. Unless it's a meat pillow. Yeah, just um, <laughs> yeah. That's nah. I don't know, guys. I have a brain freeze. Do you want me to throw you a bone? I'll give you a clue. It's something that starts with free and ends with dinners. <laughs> <laughs> one of my faves. <laughs> oh, it's one of my faves too. <laughs> Tell me about ghosting, Ken. It's where you have been communicating quite well with someone and then all of a sudden you purposefully stop talking to someone, like texting, and all your lines of communication just abruptly end. And it's usually done with the reason that you don't want to talk to that person anymore, but you haven't got the balls to say, I don't want to talk to you. Spot on. Ken, you sound like um, you're professional. <laughs> <laughs> professional anti-ghoster. Well, he, well, he can. Who are you going to call? <laughs> Good one. We don't need no fucking Ghostbusters here. 
you got to call us bitches. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've warmed up, let's tackle this concept. So for a lot of people within Sydney and in other parts of the world, they say that dating sucks. What? How does dating suck? I think a lot of, for a lot of people, people think dating sucks because they maybe have certain standards, they have certain expectations, and when expectations are not met, people are disappointed, and therefore they blame the dating game, and they think, yeah, well, dating sucks because everyone's the same, or people do this, uh, or people, you know, this person treated me like this, so the next person is going to treat me like this. No, but someone, because I don't really date, I don't use dating apps, websites, and stuff like that. You can even be hard to date in the first place. And when you say dating, does that mean like a hookup as well? Like a casual hookup? We'll include that. <laughs> well, okay. I guess it does suck because like, yeah, ghosting. Um, that's so many times that's happened to me where we'd have like a really great one night and then all of a sudden they'll stop communicating with me. But, you know, if they wanted to just have a random hookup, they could have just told me that in the first place. So. I guess in terms of dating, that's my experience. And I think I've only had one good dating experience and that's the most recent one I'm in. And we're still talking like we're friends and it's all cool. Yeah, dating doesn't suck. It's all about having fun. And if it's not, I guess you can just politely excuse yourself. Agreed. Ronald, what are your thoughts? I don't think that it sucks, man. I think... uh... It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> that's your thing. Yeah, no, but it's... So uh, I think that's the fun thing about dating. Um, uh, it's, it is the unexpected, but it makes it nice. And yeah, sometimes it sucks. But uh, most of the dates that I had, and not, not a lot, because I, w- I have been in a lot of relationships. I had, I had my dates, but it's... Yeah, I, uh, I would say that... The unexpected um, yeah, made it really nice for me. And um, yeah, that's what I just enjoyed about it. And I have to say, by the way, girls, in my experience, always expect more than guys. It's just true. And uh, that, that makes it maybe, well, that's, yeah, that's how I think. And uh, I never had big expectations and that ghosting thing. Um, that ghosting think, thing. Uh, have yeah, you, sorry, thinking. sorry, Ronald, I'm just going to interrupt. Have you ghosted before? Avoid contact, right? Yes. Yes, not, I, not, I, yes, not respond. You've ghosted. Yeah, well, ghosted. well, ghosted. If I did, yeah, I think so. But it was more a ghosting from two sides, you know? So the both <laughs> of us did not uh, try anything <laughs> uh, to get in contact uh, again. That is one I can remember. So. Um, and so, so why do you think you ghosted? Yeah. Yeah, man, it was just not. Uh, it's just not feeling it. No connection. No, I'm just not feeling it. If someone were to essentially ghost you, or if someone were to not respond to your messages and then get back in touch with you, like you know, a couple of months later, or and send another message as if everything's normal, and you just go about thinking that, just acting like everything is normal then you're not essentially setting those boundaries for yourself. You're not essentially saying that you're essentially saying to them that you can treat me like this. That's okay. Because I'm going to just respond to you when, whenever you feel like responding, like communicating with me. So Mm. you're not essentially setting the boundaries if if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Going back to the original question though, of why do you think that dating sucks? Alyssa, in your experience, do you think that dating sucks? 
I do like dating. I don't think it sucks, but I've definitely had sucky experiences for sure. So like with everything and, and like how Ronald said, dating is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And I love that because it's so true. I don't go in with any expectation anymore. I used to have expectations and now I don't have any expectations. Mm. Um, I still have very high standards, but my expectations are very, very low. That's basically my way of not getting disappointed and not expecting that someone is going to either reciprocate feelings or if I'm expecting a really like deep and meaningful conversation or if I'm expecting to have like an incredible night, I'm not going to put those expectations on the table because that really just, you know, runs the chance of being disappointed. I sort of enjoy the date while I'm there and sort of enjoy the moment and sort of just take it as it comes and see where it goes. Yeah. See where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, I think for me, dating definitely does not suck. I've been very, very lucky with the people that I've met. I think that if I've learned anything over this experience is that people, I think, perceive that dating sucks because they get hurt. The problem is life hurts. And the reality is if you don't put yourself out there in the first place, you won't learn, you won't grow. Even the shitty dates, you learn so much from because you'll look back on them and go, I don't want more of that. The great ones are phenomenal because you're like, excellent. Narrow down what you what you want, what values you're looking for, the kind of person you see yourself potentially being with. And it makes sure that you don't settle for less. So for me in that regards, I find it's really great. But where I think it does suck is if you aren't learning from your mistakes. In terms of like strategy when you go into this, if there's any at all, Ronald, do you have like a game plan when you date? No, never. Just uh, just go with the flow. So mm-hmm. no, 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 I wouldn't, uh, no. I would maybe say like um, the only thing that I prepare is that I have a condom in my uh, wallet. That's maybe the only thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, that's it. But, but more, no, to be serious, no. If I think too much, then it just, no, then it just doesn't work. You have to be, it has to be spontaneous, you know? And, Which is uh, funny because I'm the exact opposite to you. I plan everything to a T. I pick the bar usually in advance because I'm like, I know the place and I'm very relaxed in that environment. And then I always have like a backup plan in mind for where I want to go afterwards too. Oh, and no, no, no. But it, it makes me feel really relaxed because then I'm like, oh, good. I know what to do and I know where to go and it's fun. So I, I feel very cruisy after that. I can't imagine. No, but I think, no, I don't, uh, I, no. It's not uh, the same for me. No, I, I just uh, go with it and uh, no game plan whatsoever. No. Tracy, what do you do? Or what would you, you know, do? When you asked that question, what's your game plan? I thought you meant like over a certain period of time, like two months or something. Mm. And um, yeah, I agree with you. I definitely try to plan as much as possible, like pick out a restaurant or a bar, you know, have a backup. Um, you know, if they like a certain thing and I've spoken to them, let's say they like, um, a lot of wine, then I'll choose out a couple of wine bars. Um, but like that specific night, if we're going out, yeah, I will have a backup plan for everything. But in terms of maybe like over a period of three months of just dating or something, um, I don't really have a game plan. Let's just get to know them. Um, like Ronald said, just go with the flow. And so what about how dating could be improved? Ronald, how do you think dating could be improved? What does it lack? Well, I think for, uh, so, so what we already said in the beginning, it's a lot about expectations, right? 
So I think um, dating gets romanticized. I'm not sure if that is proper English, but um, it, 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 you know, among guys, it's like, oh, I had a dinner date and uh, yeah, we had uh, drinks and we had sex, blah, 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 blah. So maybe for younger guys, that is a kind of expectation that they have um, about dating, um, especially when they are just uh, looking for um, yeah, a bit of action under the sheet, so to say. Yeah, in terms of how it can be improved, I think it can be reductive. Like people feel the need to just make it like, oh, yeah. it's an optional opportunity to bang. And it's just like, nah, man, you like it's a game. You can have so much fun with it. It's as much as you put into it as you get out of it as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that, that that's just the biggest thing. So how can it improve? Just make sure that your expectations are low and just go go uh, for it. And uh, I, I imagine, I can imagine that you have a backup plan and stuff, okay? But uh, yeah, be loose, I would say. Yeah, mm. agreed. Be uh, my take on it. I think my barrier is the fact that it's just hard for access. Like, for instance, if I'm looking for other guys, I actually have to use dating apps to get there. I can't just go to a gay bar and expect to meet someone who you're there with friends. You're not there to meet people. Has that been the opposite in your experience? Well, I don't have any dating apps. Do you know how hard it is for gay women or queer women to date? There's can you name anything other than Tinder? No, I was going to say, because like, wouldn't it be really hard in real life to go out and find people in that environment then? Yes, because all the gay clubs are like mm. shutting down. There's like Really? Alien. Yeah, even in Melbourne, they're all like closing down. So, and when I was living in Sydney, I don't think there was really anything. There was like maybe a gay club, but it was majority all guys anyway. So, it's just like hard. So is that, would that be another like major barrier? There's just no, I guess, locations to meet? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know about you guys. Like for me, dating apps have been a game changer and a life changer, which have been really beneficial for me. How's it been for you guys? Yeah, well, I have, um, yeah, good, good stuff. Um, You know, you can uh, filter out a little bit uh, what you like, what you don't like. And that's not only like uh, pictures and stuff, so how a girl like of uh, how a girl looks like, but also mm. like uh, the description stuff. It's just easy, you know. Uh, so that it is good stuff. The 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 dating apps, but yeah, you know, it's always also the spontaneous thing about uh, talking to somebody, uh, somebody in the club, meeting somebody in the club, and then hook up. That's also really fun, of course. So uh, yeah, I I don't know. I. Uh, I've a good experience with it. Only the thing is, of course, that those pictures on Tinder are way different than the actual person. Oh my God, yes. I had that that as well. What about the photos that are like, need to be like holding a picture with a cute puppy or need to be (laughs) holding a baby or need to be like shirt off in the ocean or (laughs) what else is there? What needs to be in the lineup of Tinder photos? (laughs) And what about when, when it comes to being attracted to someone? Do you think that opposites attract? Fuck no. Um, yes and no. It's not always for the best, but I mean, like, in my previous relationship, we were definitely the opposites, and that wasn't good for us. It was just completely a very unhealthy relationship now that I think about it, because in that moment, I thought it was really healthy. But now that I've gotten out of it, definitely not. But, you know, 
I think differences or, you know, the opposites do attract because you see something in the partner that we really want in ourselves. I agree with that, actually. I'm going to kindly disagree and say, for me at very least, I like similarities in values, in energy, in personality. I vibe off that. It might just be a thing for me. Don't know how it is for everyone else, but... I've certainly come to realize that I get, if I'm with someone who's completely different to me, I just don't have any chemistry with that at all. Yeah, no, I, I mean, with opposites, I would also just from what Tracy said about being attracted to someone who you see that in yourself as well. So uh, I think it's more, yeah, it's more about sort of finding that connection through similarities. And I think it's Mm. easier to get along with someone if you have similarities or if you have a similar goal or if you're on the similar path. Yeah. I don't think opposites attract. No. Ronald, you've managed to build a very successful relationship with your girlfriend. How would you say you find it with you? Do you find there's balance or do you find it is um, one more than the other? No, you know, the thing with uh, the relationship that I have, we are really equal, I would say. So we really have the same values and, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, for the relationship that I have, uh, the, 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 that, that we are similar, that makes us really strong. So we have a similar background, but we also see things on a similar way. So therefore, the relationship is strong. But yeah, if I remember the dating, I found the opposite really attractive. Yeah, definitely. So that, that made it for me really interesting. But But I'm not sure if I would picture myself with that particular person, for example, in a relationship, I'm not sure if that's going to work because I'm stubborn and uh, I do my things on my way. And uh, if somebody is really strong but doing it the opposite way, yeah, you know? So, but as relationships, for dating, it is interesting and it can work both ways, in my opinion. Actually, that's, that's interesting that you mentioned that, Ronald. I think that's probably the only time I will date my like my the opposite of me del is, macho espanol is, <laughs> <laughs> muchas españolos <laughs> uh that's yeah that's really the only time to be honest um when you are sort of like dating but with relationships not that i've had actually many relationships at all for a relationship i feel like you do need to be have those similarities and same values same goals etc but for dating Actually, yeah, you're right. Like it's not necessarily uh, someone that you see yourself spending the rest of your life with. So you may, yeah, be be experiencing something with someone who is not like you. With that being said, it's it can be interesting if someone has um, different, uh, maybe a different perspective or whatever you sort of want out of that relationship at the time. But at the end of the day, I think when you do find that, I guess that person that you just relate with on a very, very similar level and similar path. Not that I have found that person, but I think that that's what would be a really, really great relationship. I think that also comes down to communication as well. And it's, I find this thing so funny because on a lot of dating apps, we're given the option, you have the capacity to put it out there like, what value in a relationship and communication is the one that's always put out the most. And yet I feel like that's like saying that birds fly and fish swim. No shit communication is important, but I think people are really bad at doing it. 
And I think it might be because people are just really terrified of getting hurt or they just don't know how to talk to people. I mean, I don't know, maybe if that's too simple of an answer. If you had to present dating as an educational subject in higher education or in schools, how would you do it? How would you do that? Well, I think that's helped by the fact that it is about communication. Tracy, how would you do yeah. it? Like a tape vocational workshop. Yeah. And it's like really fast. So we'll mm. do like dating exercises together. And because yeah. it's such like a big group, it'll be like a good way to meet new people. And, you know, that's like a good pool of potential dating partners. Would you run that class specifically so that way people would get to know each other and just to sort of, you know, do one-on-one time together? Hell yeah. But... I would do like a class within like a bar as well. Half of it's within like a classroom and then like, Hey guys, all right, class is going to continue, but we're going to do it in a bar now. So, and then you can mingle amongst yourselves and, you know, just give them a list of questions or something to like talk about and amongst themselves. And they get graded for their, for their answers. Not every (laughs) workshop gets graded. Okay. So, but mine, yeah, mine wouldn't be graded. Definitely not. Can I add to your example? Because I really like it. Can we add like a personality test in there too? Oh my God. The Maya Briggs test. Yes. That was just like coming up so recently. I think that's so important as well. Just mm. maybe that's like how to improve dating. Make everyone that you date take a Maya Briggs test. <laughs> Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? <laughs> yeah. Just like shorten it, you know, if they're extroverted and you're introverted, maybe like that's how you're going to speed up dating. I totally agree with Tracy um, in the sense that uh, maybe providing some example topics that would be good just to, to because then you can have a lot of conversations about various of topics. So that, that is good. But what I also would do if in a classroom uh, yeah, setting, I would start with facts. So, for example, for the boys out there, uh, who in most of the time, well, no, no, not most of the time, no, I'm generalizing, but uh, they are maybe after, uh, uh, yeah, just sex, for example. Just, just put out some facts like, okay, let's say uh, maybe 70% out of the dates do not result in uh, sex directly, you know? Or uh, 50% of the dates uh, just uh, sucks and this happened and this happens, you know. So just some, some, some stat, stats, so to say. So, so to, to break that uh, whole concept, uh, uh, which the, the, those fake concepts, so to say, that you see in movies maybe, that you, that you hear about when you grow up, that that uh, is torn apart. Because again, I, yeah, the whole expectation where we, you guys began with as well during this podcast... Uh, I think that is one of the biggest things that we need to educate people about. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's really, really important. And, and adding, adding to communication, I think it's really important to teach how to use certain language and how to use your voice when the bar is not met versus just accepting it. So when someone is, speaking to you in a way that you might not agree with or might not align with your boundaries or something like that. We need to be sort of taught on how to communicate and how to use our voice when and instead of just sitting back and, and just accepting it, like just accepting that this person is going to say this to me or this person is going to treat me like this and, and having a voice. Also, I think dating is like dieting. 
So you actually, you know, you know what is good, good and bad for your body and what works for you. So Mm. dating for you is not going to be the same as dating for everyone else. So, you know, Good points. Good points. Yes. That's a really good point. It's funny you should mention the dating and dieting thing because at one hand too, we learn so much about dating when we're young from our peers. Like for example, Ronald, your experiences would definitely be something that you would have probably learned a little bit from, you know, other people you've been with. What did you, what was that great example you said once? For example, it's good to learn from someone older than you, but you also had like a really good phrase for it. Yeah, it's a Dutch phrase. It's you have to learn it on an old bike. That's how we say it. But yeah, we, 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 we drive our bikes a lot, of course, in the Netherlands. So that's, that's, that's why. But it, it just, um, let's say the message behind it is like, um, you can get a lot of experience from people who are older than you so dating women in my uh, that that that's that are uh, older so that's what i did for a while i dated uh, a girl who was four years older than me um and um yeah learned a shitload of her and that was also in the age that i was uh, i was i think uh, 18 years old or something and uh, that is uh, well, when you can learn a lot. Yeah. And I think if this is going to be an educated subject, I think that if I was in front of the board of studies in Australia and I wanted to teach this as a subject, what I would say to my peers is that what we're teaching our kids is communication in an age where people are more used to texting to instant messaging and to using social media in so many varieties and forms. We're bringing good old fashioned face-to-face interaction back to the table. We want people to be able to better understand how to approach men and women, women and women, men and men, and to get a better understanding of how to put all their cards on the table. Because I think that this is a good skill, not only for making more effective and meaningful relationships between friends, lovers, whatever, it's also really good for life in general. I mean, when you go to interviews, you're going to be doing that on your phone or you're going to be putting your best foot forward. How are you going to make good networking experiences by making sure that you bring everything you have at that opportunity to the person you want to meet? So in a way the opportunity for dating in an educational sense is not to learn hard skills, but to learn really good soft skills that can set you apart from your peers. That's how I'd frame it. And I'd say that it wouldn't be a graded subject. If I were to teach it, I would probably make it something more like what Tracy was saying, but in more of like a case study group or like vocational learning or perhaps something which is done outside of regular class hours. So yeah, that's what I would do to teach dating in a high school environment. Yeah, absolutely. And communication is key. It is seriously one of the most important life skills. I think it's something that a lot of people need to bring into their dating and relationships and, you know, to really, really make something a better experience because I would love to share an experience of a friend that happened recently about what not to do when communicating. (laughs) So basically... The girl had been dating this guy for, you know, the last uh, eight months. They'd just recently broken up and she had to collect her headphones from him. And he worked at the gym. So she goes to the gym to collect her headphones from her ex. She asks uh, at reception to get her ex to come upstairs to collect her headphones. Reception goes to speak to her ex comes back to the girl and says that she should message her ex. She says that she already had messaged him and that she's now here in person. So why should she send another message? 
So reception goes back downstairs to tell the ex what the girl has just said. She returns upstairs again to tell the girl to call her ex. So the girl calls him and realizes that he's blocked her on WhatsApp. So essentially the message here is that the ex was basically letting her know that he had blocked her when in reality, he literally could have just come, you know, 20 meters upstairs and spoken to her face. And, you know, it's so important to share these types of experiences. So people may know how to better handle a situation similar to this, should it pop up. This guy is 36, by the way. So immaturity, you know, doesn't. Immaturity doesn't die. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, so just little situations like that where people actually can't communicate or they're too scared to communicate or they just don't have the, that maturity to, you know, act like, act like an adult. And it really just comes down to teaching people how to learn how to better communicate. Okay. Yeah. So the thing is what I want to add to that, I think you are, you're having a really good uh, point there with, um, well, the digital way of communicating because our grandparents, they did not have to learn how to communicate. Yeah. You know? Very they, true. They, they, yeah, no, they, they just went to this dancing evening, for example. That's what my grandmother told me. And uh, <laughs> there, there was my grandfather in a really big-ass yellow shirt, and he, he was dancing on the way, and they, they, they started talking to each other and then having fun and blah, blah, blah. So... That is also the thing, I think. Uh, you can really hide behind your phone. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. And and I think a lot of people sometimes say all of these things behind a text message when they actually can't say it to your face either. Mm. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you were in a position where you had someone new to the world of dating, what would you teach them? You know, there was like a point in time where I was like, how do you flirt? What is flirting? <laughs> and Just now, YouTube it. <laughs> yeah. And Just now at my workplace, there's like a couple of guys that are like, um, they're not really social. Um, and they're like asking everyone else, how do you flirt and what does it mean to flirt? Yeah. Maybe, maybe starting with that. How would you teach them how to flirt? I would definitely say something like a lot of smiling. How did you flirt with your girlfriend, Ronald, before you guys got together in the lead up? Uh, teasing. Teasing is uh, something I would, uh, I like to do. Yeah, okay. Maybe an example. So I know that she doesn't like her surname because it is a surname which is really from uh, the region where we are from. So that are people with speaking with a dialect and she doesn't like that. So I was always a little bit like, teasing her a bit about her surname not not like being a jerk but in a funny way and a, yeah and, and that always works and well if I, I i try to flirt of course but and if i see the girl smiling then i i, I have a confidence to continue you know i enjoy a bit of teasing i suppose if i was going to teach someone hard stuff though i'd tell them a few things one which is that standards high expectations low I'd also tell them that you should never, ever settle for second best if you're looking for a relationship with someone. Dating, fine. If you're looking for just, you know, some fun, enjoy what you enjoy. But if you're looking for a serious relationship with someone that you think can be, quote unquote, the one, never settle for second best. And to do that, 
treat life like you're going shoe shopping. You've got to look at all the shoes that are out there, the good, the bad looking ones, all of them. Try them all on. And the one that fits is the one that you keep in the end. Never settle for less. Never settle for less. And uh, yeah, that, and also making sure you've got boundaries for yourself too, because I think boundaries is really what, you know, represents our, the, the love that we have for ourselves and our self-care. The only people who really get upset about setting boundaries or about you setting boundaries are the ones who were benefiting from you having no boundaries. I was just going to add on to that, but boundaries, that's knowing yourself as well. Mm. Um, well, there's like a lot of self-love. You gotta like, what was it? Um, RuPaul. <laughs> Ken, do you watch that? No, I know what you're referring to. RuPaul's oh Drag Race, God. right? Yeah. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? So you got to start with that first. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. That's also linked to a healthy attachment versus an unhealthy attachment. So, yeah. so like, you know, some people say things like, you are my everything, you complete me, you make me whole again, which are really, really cute sentences. And I'm sure people mean those in the moment when they say them. However, maybe people can say it in a different way that amplifies their existence. So, you know, you amplify my radiance or you amplify my brilliance, you intensify my life or maybe some kind of more healthy attachments rather than thinking that someone completes you fully, which is just, you, I think personally you need to be complete a hundred percent on your own first, if that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> but the people who say that he's my everything, don't you think that when they say it in that moment, they actually truly mean it? But Ronald, thing, you're in a relationship. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's a funny thing you say, like, I would say that she enhances me or amplifies it. Uh, how you? It was a nice way to put it. That's, that's definitely true. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Um, but yeah, then again, what you also said, I am who I am. So uh, maybe some of my characteristics are amplified, or uh, maybe it gets balanced, or whatsoever. My bad stuff gets balanced because of her. But yeah. Um, I, I agree with yeah the, the, that you have to be um, yeah happy with yourself and uh, you don't have to re- you don't want to rely on somebody else to be happy or um, because of your um, looking to yourself yeah mm. I would say don't overthink things too much uh, because if you have just low expectations like Ken said before a date um, and just be yourself don't uh, just go with it and yes you will have those moments and those dates that that just sucked and that, that are, yeah, like you said, Alyssa, people who don't talk back. Um, I remember one of those as well. Terrible. But then there is also the fun thing about it because you can laugh like we do um, mm. later yeah. on, you know, yeah, and, 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 and there are also the good things. And all of these dates you learn from for yourself and also for future dates. So just do, don't think too much with expectations low. I think that's the best thing though. Like you, you always learn something new from, you know, whatever, whatever person, new person's come into your life, you always learn something and you always take something away. And at the end of the day, it, they're all really good experiences anyway, because if you see sort of what you've learned, you can use what you've, what you've learned and make the next date better or make whatever oh, yeah. the next relationship better. So 
yeah, it's, it comes down to just being, yeah, like you said, Ronald as well, being yourself and just, just making sure that you have open communication and don't take, don't take dating so seriously. Don't take life so seriously. We all, we never get out alive anyway. <laughs> no. So live in the Actually, moment. I don't know about you guys. I actually look forward to my dates. Sometimes I'm just like, ah, this is gonna be fun. I'm just gonna see where this all goes. And often you can learn a lot from those experiences. But what I really enjoy doing is actually shutting up, not talking about myself, and letting people talk to me because you learn so much more from them than you ever will about yourself. Because you know about yourself, you wanna give them the opportunity to talk so that way they have an opportunity to share, to tell you parts about the world you may not already know about. And in doing so, it makes you grow and it allows you the opportunity then if you want to teach them something in return. It's a good exchange. You should just use it to improve each of everyone's lives. Yeah, and that's also a word that's popped in my head now, like that this is something I really liked about dating, like that boiling feeling, uh, so to say, beforehand, like you were nervous, but yeah like uh no yeah well it's similar to that a little bit even Except, though you don't like know the person yeah but 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 you you are so excited about it and you don't know how it's going to be and it's like, but eventually um yeah i really love that about it the retrospective now and on that note i would like to say thank you very much to everyone for listening and it's been <laughs> <laughs> no but truly thank you very much guys yeah, for joining us yeah, on this yeah, topic no, today so much, guys thank yeah. you so much. my pleasure thank you for all good guys uh, yeah well, that was a lot of fun. How did you find that, Alyssa? That was great. That was awesome. I loved hearing from, I think, a round table of discussions and different, different views. I think it's really, really important to hear from different people. I think it's also really important too, because this world of dating is not a simple one. It's quite complicated. Even a lot of the stuff that we talked about from our own experiences too, may not necessarily apply to every single person. There are very big differences between people. And you said it yourself, dating is like dieting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I think that's, that's it. Hey, Ken, what, like what now? <laughs> what now? Uh, well, we are going to be continuing to have our discussion on the month of sex for our next week's episode, which is titled, let's talk about sex. And you can catch us as always at 6 p.m. East Australian time or 10 a.m. Central European time, where we will be uploading onto SoundCloud, YouTube, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And we are working hard at the moment to expand the channels that we're on, so that way there's more accessibility for us to speak out to you guys. And that's basically what's been happening with us over the last few weeks. We haven't just been dating, we've been working hard. (laughs) So make sure you guys swipe left on our podcast and catch you next week. Catch you next week, guys. Bye.